Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast, and you know the drill by now. As per usual, I'm going to kick the ball over to this week. It's going to be just John and I. Last time around, it was uh, Randall and I, but like I said, uh, last time around, we've been uh, kind of stockpiling for uh, the holidays and whatnot, end of the year. Everyone's got busy schedules and everything, and actually, I did just sign a lease for a new apartment, uh, kind of uh, gearing up to move at the end of, uh, or at the start of next week, I should say. Uh, the end of this weekend been not so much packing up because I've had most of my stuff still in boxes I shouldn't say most of my stuff because I obviously have had to use a ton of my stuff in the meantime but I do have a good chunk of it still packed up and I'm really really looking forward to kind of getting a little more situated a little more into the groove with the uh, pixel stuff again obviously the podcast has been rolling pretty much uninterrupted uh, you know I've been able to still put one out every week but like my live streaming and stuff like that has really had to get put on the back burner over the last like year or so I've been able to sneak in little uh, you know chunks here and there but you really haven't been able to get into any kind of meaningful routine on that side of things for videos or live streaming so I'm really really excited about that and super pumped to uh, uh, dive into that soon because like I know I've mentioned a number of times on the podcast like I haven't been able to get like you know, the best setup for certain games, like I talked about a lot while we were talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, like, you know, I don't think that game would have grabbed me either way, but like, I do think sitting down in the living room and having like a full big screen TV experience or, you know, I do love strapping the headphones on, but also like having some speakers and all that stuff and just getting, you know, turn all the lights out in the living room. It's totally, totally different experience when it comes to uh, playing some of those bigger games or something like Metroid Prime Remastered that I haven't even fired up yet. That's one of the big reasons I haven't, so... Um, all that said, yeah, John and I are going to get into some video games chit chat uh, coming up here. Actually, some video games and some music chit chat mostly, uh, kind of 50 50, I feel like, on this one. But uh, before that, as per usual as well, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I've been playing. And I've actually been playing quite a bit of stuff lately. I'm not going to talk too heavily about any of them, but uh, one of the games that I've been wanting to play for quite a long time, just because I've seen it and heard about it a number of times, is uh, The Frog Detective. I think it's a full series now. You can get like the full collection of three like mysteries that you can solve, or at least that's how I think it works. Uh, kind of like a Professor Layton light style game. There's not a ton of puzzle solving. I just played through the first mystery and I actually played these on Game Pass. Um, I saw that they were uh, available on Switch and I got to say like that's 20 bucks on Switch. It had like a launch discount, I think of like 10 or 20 percent. And I was thinking about snagging it and I'm kind of glad I didn't not to say that I didn't enjoy my uh time playing through this first mystery but playing it on game pass was kind of the perfect little uh slice for me i do think i might end up playing through uh two and three especially like i said i like might have a streaming schedule or some kind of setup uh, a little to get that uh going a little more regularly so i do feel like playing through those would be kind of fun because they're just it was a really laid back experience the my favorite part about it was just the overall like presentation of everything just the way every like the writing uh was pretty clever pretty funny uh, pretty witty just in general like the whole it's just like a really whimsical adventure where you're just kind of like basically going on a bunch of fetch quests to like do this task for this person or find five of these things and bring it back to them and then they give you something and then you go bring it to somebody else so like the gameplay and the mystery solving didn't really you know scratch too much of an itch like I was kind of thinking there might be a little bit more to it and maybe they do build upon that in the uh uh, following mysteries uh, two and three and I forget the name of the first one here but I did love like every single aspect even the way like when you just walk up to like a character or any kind of item that you can it, that you can interact with it kind of has this like white outline that goes around it and just everything's so fluid and smooth and it's just such a charming game again the the writing was really really clever sometimes a little bit almost too much <laughs> so at times but only a, a few moments it was a really short experience like it was only like 
30 to 45 minutes. I like fired it up, but thinking like, oh, I'll just check this out before bed and, you know, come back to it another time. And I was like, I feel like I'm just kind of ripping through this pretty quick. So um, I'll just see this all the way through. And yeah, I did have a pretty good time. And like I said, I do intend to probably play through those, whether I stream them or not, but even just to kind of like oh, I'm in the mood for just like a relaxing you know, I don't feel like reading a book or listening to a podcast, but I just want to kind of like rip through, a, you know, enjoyable little adventure here. And I did love the music as well. It just they really nailed that kind of like noir kind of jazzy uh, flavoring and whatnot. And then uh, another game that I've been playing a little bit of that I snagged on sale recently for 49 cents. So it must have been one of these deals. I know we've talked about, too, on the podcast, how Nintendo has kind of made that two dollar like cut off as being like the lowest a game can go on sale. But I think there are exceptions where it's like. You know, if you own a game from this publisher or if you own, you know, another game in the series, I don't know. I've definitely just seen some exceptions where there's games on sale for like a dollar or 49 cents in this case. And I picked up uh, Neo Dory Forever. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that quite right, but uh, it's like an arcade racing game. I'd seen it and heard of it a few times, uh, maybe even just on like Twitter or wherever else, just seeing people post about it. But it's got like a really cool, like kind of pixel arty, 3D, low poly uh you know, 32 bit kind of Sega Saturn kind of style to it. Um, I was a little bit disappointed because it's one of those games where like actually you don't have any. Uh, I'm not all that disappointed being that it was only 49 cents. But uh, gameplay wise, um, it's one of those games where you're just basically accelerating at all times so that you there's no button to like kind of like finesse your acceleration and kind of lean into the turns and feather the brakes. There's just kind of like a drift button, a speed boost button, kind of like a nitro button, if you will, uh, similar to like other old school racing games or whatever. Um, and then there's just steering left and right. And you're basically just trying to collect coins, collect gas tanks to not run out of gas. You're not so much on a timer. Uh, but one thing that I really do like about the game is that all that like it is like a campaign kind of cruising USA style. You're like moving across the map. I've only taken out like maybe the first like three or four, maybe five stages. Uh, but it kind of is like set up in a way where like every track is procedurally generated. So you are going and playing these specific stages that have a certain level of challenge to them, but they are different every time that you either like crash and run out of gas or whatever. And yeah, you're pretty much just either running out of gas the whole time, unless you collect another tank or, um, you, uh, lose a little extra gas if you like run into another car or hit the walls or whatever. And then like every now and then there'll be like a little like warning sign siren that if you hit that like then cops will start chasing you and they'll kind of block off your path and then really your only risk is losing gas and running out of you know quote unquote time uh but i've been i've been having a decent amount of fun with this one it hasn't fully sucked me in but it's one of those games where too if i was like streaming it i could easily see like playing it for a good like hour on end you know just like you know chipping away at the campaign a little more so but i've only played a little tiny bit of that so far but i've definitely been having a good time and then the other game that's really been kind of keeping my attention lately is uh towerfall kind of an old uh indie classic here um and i've i'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast in the past because i know john and i have played with uh our boss fight uh bandmates uh mikey and glenn in the past mikey i know is a big fan of this game and we've played it numerous times over at his place just kind of firing up when we're doing like a local multiplayer session and hang out. And that for me was always my first experience with Towerfall. Like, I mean, I kind of knew what it was, knew the core gameplay conceit, but never really having any hands on like one on one time with the game. I felt like I was never able to fully get good at it, especially because Mikey was already really good at it. So we'd be playing like the co-op stages and I'm like, yeah, we're clearing the stages and like, you know, 
playing through the entire game like I think we would play the Dark World mode or whatever. Uh, and in this case, I was actually just playing like the original campaign, or at least I'm assuming that's what it is. I'm playing like the full kind of like deluxe version of Towerfall or whatever it's called. It's just called Towerfall. There's no uh, subtitle, you know, ultimate edition or anything like that. But I do think they added a few extra things like Madeline from Celeste. I don't think was in the original version of the game. Um, and then, the, yeah, they added like that Dark World mode. But I went back and played like the original Quest or again, I'm assuming the original. It's called Quest mode. Um, and I actually just beat like most of the campaign, although it does seem like it's unlocked like another stage. And then maybe that's going to unlock even more because the world map seems pretty large. Uh, but now that I'm getting a little more of the hang of the controls in the game and like just being able to see, because like if you're playing four players co-op, like there's just so much chaos on the screen. You're killing each other by mistake half the time. And like uh, even in this game, I was killing myself by mistake half the time, like shooting an arrow straight up and it rains down. I mean, I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot that the. You know, there's friendly fire even in single player mode. Um, but yeah, I really, really like this game a lot. I really, you know, again, I just I, it's a no brainer. It's obviously kind of in, become an indie classic. All right. Seems like somewhat of a forgotten indie classic at this point because I don't hear too many people talk about it. It seems like that's one of the things that kind of bums me out about a lot of these indie games. They just kind of come and go with the wind, even the ones that really make an impact. I mean, Celeste is, has has had a little more staying power, I feel, but I do feel like Towerfall is like equally as addictive of a game. Obviously, it doesn't have quite as transcendent of like a story and production, you know, but for a multiplayer arcade action game, like this is awesome. And then me playing it just single player and plowing through the campaign, um, and I shouldn't say plowing through because it actually gets pretty dang tough at times, but it really, really has been a, uh, just a satisfying experience to uh, chip through this game. And then I guess one other game real quick that I've been playing, I picked up a couple other games on sale, a couple that have not quite grabbed my interest as much, but one that has uh, is a game called Deflector. And I grabbed this one for two bucks. It's normally like 23 or 24 bucks uh, published by Red Deer Games. And that was one that I they've gotten into more into publishing, I feel, over the years, because I feel like I discovered them through the game Cyber Protocol, which I think they published and developed but now I'm like oh man they have a huge catalog of games and I know they didn't develop all of these so um and I don't think they developed this deflector game I think they're just the publisher here but that's kind of beside the point uh just kind of a top-down bullet hell uh roguelike but like uh, I was gonna say pseudo 3d but it is full-blown 3d kind of like uh, not even low poly. It's got almost like a creature in the well sort of vibe. Not so much cell shaded as that, but like, you know, like a, if a PS2 game was HD and, you know, modernized or whatever, but it kind of has like a little PS2 flavoring to me. But um, it's really cool. And the reason it reminds me of creature in the well a little bit is because you do have like an attack and everything. It's like kind of like a twin stick shooter melee sort of gameplay. But then you're also able to uh, deflect. There's yellow and red pro- uh, projectiles and the red ones you're able to deflect back at the enemies with uh a number of different like the first character you get actually kind of or playable kind of bio suit skin that you have. You can like throw these boomerangs at enemies and that's kind of like your melee attack. And then you have like a shield that is all about timing. I mean, all the deflection uh, mechanics where you're kind of like firing the enemies projectiles back at them are all about timing. But the second skin or bio suit that you unlock, uh, you actually have like a sword for your melee attack, which is a pretty wide swipe. And then you actually when you do your deflection technique or whatever, it's like a full blown like that giant sword you have spins all the way around your character so it's not so much uh down to like getting your shield positioned perfectly you can just kind of swipe a little more willy-nilly but you do still have to be aiming with that uh right stick where you want to be deflecting those projectiles so it gets pretty tricky pretty fast but i really have been loving the presentation uh kind of got like a little more like it's that kind of music where it's like it's good it's fitting for the game i'm never going to put on this like kind of intense like chugging 
kind of shreddy metalish <laughs> guitar music but like in the game and in the moment it definitely fits the boss battles have been really really cool um some of the like earlier enemies and earlier stages like leave a little bit to be desired because you're just like oh, i feel like it's just a little bit sparse until it gets picked up and going but it even feels like the overall like kind of you know quote unquote campaign uh permanent like progression side of things seems interesting uh, cause you have like a, two different tiers of that. So one where you're like unlocking a bunch of stuff, but you can only equip a certain number of those things. So you got to kind of pick and choose what you like and what you want to go with. I haven't delved enough into that or obviously enough into, it looks like there's going to be maybe four or five other different types of like suits or skins that you can wear for, uh, playable character types, I guess, uh, is essentially what that boils down to. But yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with those games. And like I said, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, getting situated in my new apartment here, probably more so in the new year, uh, moving in in a couple days here, but, um, I'll probably take my time moving in and everything. Cause I do have some time off at work here. So I'm looking forward to kind of easing my way into it. And then in 2024, really hitting the ground running with, uh, the pixel stuff on the video side of things again. Cause I have definitely been missing that probably more than anything apart from like my friends and stuff <laughs> since leaving Chicago. So, um, but yeah, on that note, I'm going to kick it over to, uh, John and I for, uh, like I said, some video games and some uh, music chit chat here. And uh, until next week, we'll catch you then and take care. But yeah, I've mostly just I pretty much just have like Anodyne 2 and then uh, that Ninja yaya maru collection that i just scooped up yeah uh which i'm digging and i kind of feel like that would pair decently with risk of rain i don't know why the gameplay and like the i mean I it's know, a just the 2d platformer slash shooter kind of arcadey and just like the verticality of it something something about it just i was like ah something about and like the over the top like it does start like throwing like waves and waves of enemies and like projectiles just flying everywhere it just kind of gave a little bit of that flavor um Oh, yeah. And the risk of rain two discussion, like, is going to be a lot of risk of rain or risk of rain returns discussion is going to be a lot of also the original and two, because I've been I the past two days I've played more risk of rain two. But when I've been playing returns, I've been bouncing a lot between returns and the original just as kind of thing as kind of a comparison, okay. but also like uh, it's i'll save it for the cast i'm pumped i'm pumped because i kind of forgot that game was coming out i've been doing a little bit better of a job of like just hopping on my switch and like looking at the recent releases lately mm-hmm. um because that used to be honestly how i would just keep up with like what's coming out and just like oh oh this just came out okay nice yeah um and there's been a few that like caught my eye either where i was like oh i didn't know this was coming to switch or oh i didn't know this game was out already i had no or, idea oh, that red like, dead redemption so was on switch yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that either. Um I forget which other ones I just added to my wish list recently, but I was just like, "Oh man, I didn't know this was even coming to Switch, let alone already available, you know?" Mm-hmm. Uh like what I know I know the other day when I hopped on, I was like, "Wargroove 2 is like out already?" Like I know when I talked to, I mentioned like that that was one of the ones I was so pumped about for the Nintendo Direct and then I was like, "It's already out." I like literally had no idea. Oh man, that's um, a fascinating. Maybe that's a good save it for the cast discussion cuz like I I could not really get into Wargroove. And, like, I don't really have a reason other than, like, I feel like it was a little too granular with what its, like, 
balancing could be. Like you could make so many adjustments. And that's something that I love about Risk of Rain Returns is that ah. there is so much. But I think it's because I like I think that that's like an overwhelming thing if you were going into it. Like if this was your first interaction with a 2D Risk of Rain, then I I have no idea how you would like it or find it accessible. I feel like it's just kind of. Even 3D Risk of Rain, it's like, how do you go into that if you don't have the bat? Like, I'm curious how that game feels to people who have never played the first one Mm -hmm. going into it and just being like, this is just a 3D roguelike shooter that I don't understand these like endless waves of, (laughs) you know, onslaughts of enemies. And I'm like, ah, I kind of don't want to get into because it's always going to be a subset of the internet and it's not representative of actual people. It's just like the risk of rain subreddit and yeah people who yeah. are complaining on it so it's a you're self-selecting for the group anyway but i was yeah i was so juiced on risk of rain returns that i wanted to see what people were talking about it or look more into it and as soon as i got on the like subreddit it was just people complaining non-stop and or, isn't that so disappointing yeah and i was like i don't know if and I, I don't necessarily want to give any air to it. It's not that you know the criticism. Uh, like I, I completely disagree with the criticisms that people are coming up with. But it's like I don't know if this is necessarily what I want to talk about in terms of what I think is interesting and important about the game or about the series. So yeah, it's kind of I kind of wish I hadn't <laughs> looked at it at all. But eh, I'm poisoned yeah. with knowledge now. You know, it's that's funny that it's kind of the one time where comments actually usually bring me a little bit of joy is like where it's when I'm like on a YouTube video for a like song. Mm-hmm. There's always like the top comment is always something like super positive. Like, oh, man, this song I used mm-hmm. to jam out to this when I was 13. Yeah, it's like always just like, some nostalgia. Oh, heck trip. yeah. So I'm like, like I usually get some some positivity from that kind of stuff. But yeah, most of the time when you're. Trying to like every time, yeah, when I'm looking up a game, like, oh man, I'm loving this game, and people are just like, yeah, it's okay, pretty yeah. average Metroidvania. And I'm like, I love this game, man. Yeah, this is here. just poor game design. All of these things, like, uh, the the thing that I'll get into here and not on the episode proper is people were the biggest complaint is uh, how long the animations for attacks take. And people are upset that because of that, it just takes a couple frames longer and that they they should remove that entirely from the game. And yeah, I was like, people that are like, it doesn't feel exactly like it did in the original. And no, it, like know, it's people who've never played the original who oh. are like saying that it's it, all the attacks are too slow and too clunky and you have to commit to a direction because the animation takes long enough that you have to time it so that it hits an enemy in the correct direction and if you don't then you die it's like that's sometimes the clunk is where it's at like, I, I, honestly I, I, like I, even even with anodyne too it's a little and even Anna the original anodyne like those games are a little bit jank yeah but like in a really charming way because they're just like brute forcing their way into making it work and in, at some degree, I was like, okay, well, I really like how much they've added to the customization or accessibility or rule set that you can customize to make it a little bit easier in any way that you run up against that you don't particularly like. Or it's like, oh, this is the thing that I hate in roguelikes, and you can just kind of edit that out. 
but I, yeah. I feel like removing animations for attacks, I was like, that's a bridge too far for me. <laughs> I think yeah. that's too You much. either like the way the game plays or you don't. Right. You know? Was, although, although to be fair, just to like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I, I hate using the term devil's advocate, but like to be fair, a game like uh, Super Lucky's Tale, mm-hmm. like apparently people like complained about like the movement in that game. And then they literally like redid it and made new Super Lucky's Tale. Mm-hmm. And like apparently that's the only version I played. I never played the original or at least if I did, I, I booted it up just real briefly and never really saw the comparisons. But I did see some like little gifts where they were just showing like the way they like kind of fine tune the movement and made the jump feel smoother and whatever. And I was like, hey, they actually apparently took that feedback and made a game where I only played the new version. I'm like, this is one of my favorite 3D platformers ever. And apparently the original release was just kind of like a very middling yeah, 3D platformer. But again, that's just the reviews, you know, like who cares what? I I'm sure would. I'm sure I would have sh- sure liked the original game, you know, just fine. It's so um, hard to maybe just had a few more gripes. It's so hard to tell if you know what version you get is the canonical version of a thing when development is so fluid. Like you can have updates or patches or like complete re-releases of things. Yeah, and and, and half the time too, it's like when you're when you discover it, you know. Yeah, like doesn't necessarily matter when it releases exactly so yeah kind of like those open mic that open mic ego like i've been listening to those two albums like side by side and i'm like they're just like all one to me one mm-hmm. album of awesomeness have you listened to that other one where it's just like his head of where it's like a boom box or whatever like that stereo system let me check i don't think i have but i think it was from 2022 like i got the notification about this new release and then i was like oh wait he had another new one if it's i remember recent, i remember no I remember skimming that like one. It's called like anime trauma divorce or whatever, and I I wasn't Oof. as into it. Um, so I kind of just stop. I just like assumed like, oh okay, Brick Body Kids was amazing, and then he now he's a little off his game. Um, yeah, people go in waves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just I just kind of tend to think like a lot of times when once somebody once I lose interest in an artist or a band I they usually continue but I, that's continuing to prove me wrong again and again though where I'm like oh yeah I don't think I'm into no name as much and then puts out this new one and I'm like wait a sec mm-hmm. no name is one of my favorite artists again yeah but so. sometimes new pornographers put out a stinker like brill bruisers and then they come out with a wait, good wait. album like this one wait we're like completely opposite we, I like brill bruisers I know I feel like we like I don't love it, but I do like Opposite parts it. of new pornographers, and every time that they come out with a rele- release, I can guarantee that if you like it, I won't, and if yeah, I like it, Yeah, we are pretty opposite won't. with them. Yeah. So, like, we they both are... like the same band, but we have <laughs> completely different that's how it is with That's how it is with me and my cousin, I feel. Although we like a lot of different bands, too, but, like, the bands that we do like, I'll be like, oh, man, I love this song. Even on the... I finally... I, I think I might have told you this. I can't remember, but I finally actually listened to the whole new Blink-182 album. Yeah. Uh, I went over to my brother's and played some Tony Hawk. Did I tell you about this? I, we just, I, like... The, definitely the Blink-182, not the Tony Hawk part. Okay, yeah, my brother, like, texted me one night while I was just, like, hanging out playing some games, actually. I think I was playing Mario, and uh, he was just like, hey, you want to come over and play some Tony Hawk and listen to the new Blink album? Because we were, like, texting me, him and my cousin about it. He was like, I haven't listened to it yet. That's so sweet. And I was like, you know what? And I was, and you know, go hang out with my nephew too. So I was yeah. like, this will be perfect. I was like, let's go. I was like, otherwise, I don't think I'm going to listen to this album. And I, not that I need to listen to it or care all that much, but I was like, I'm, I'm curious enough. It's a nice, but I'm not, excuse, I don't think I'm going nice to listen to it on my own. Too. Yeah. And Tony Hawk, it felt like the perfect setting. 
And we listened to it all the way through. And him and I usually don't agree a ton, but him and I were both like, this is terrible, man. This is just <laughs> atrocious. There were two songs that like caught my ear to a point where I was like, let's get had a couple catchy parts and no cringe moments. Yeah. Where for the most part, it was mostly cringe with like maybe a part that was like, ah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. But man, especially the lyrics and stuff like that. Oh my God. One of the lyrics is like, 2023, who the fuck are we? <laughs> it's seriously some of the worst amateur songwriting I've ever, ever come across. And for me, that days. would be just par for the course for <laughs> Yeah, but they used to like, I know what you mean, but they used to like do it a little more tastefully or something. I don't know how, not even, tastefully isn't even the right word at all. Um, but they used to do it like a little more smoothly or effortlessly or something i don't know how to yeah, put it but like they, not forced yeah it, feel, it feels so forced like mm. it literally the album feels like there's so many songs where it's like oh this is they're they're trying to do the adam song and then now they're trying to do the i miss you and now they're trying to do the stay together for the kids song. like it, there's so many here's the dude ranch song here's the I can't, it's like i don't remember if i even brought it up on the podcast or maybe it was just a conversation we had some other time but i remember when mm -hmm. i listened to the who knows if it's the newest incubus album but it was i think dead mouse record fuck i don't know maybe skrillex i don't oh, know that who rings produces a no that rings a vague bell i think it's dead mouse yeah one of them that, like that produced it or Dan danger mouse maybe no because then i would have been really disappointed about how bad it was <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one of, yeah, it was some big name artist that, that more recent, but also not a recent artist was producing the album. And yeah. I, I hated every song of it, but then they had a like nothing transition track where it was just them fucking around and like laughing hysterically and like doing the dumbest shit on. I was like, you know what? But I'm glad that you could still do this. I'm glad that you still have yeah. joy in doing this. Even if like, I don't enjoy a single thing of it. I'm glad that you're having fun doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. You're still doing it for the love of doing it, I guess, right. you know? So Man, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been listening, or actually, I had other than the open mic eagle. I don't know. I haven't been listening to listening to too much stuff, but dude, I've been yeah, listening rock, to a ton. That Rocket League verse is so, so good. Funny. <laughs> that and song that song is, is so, so that song is so grimy. I love it. It's like I don't know. Even that one part where they're like talking about like pl playing shows, I think, or something. And that one guy's like, so quality was ragged. <laughs> I don't know. Just the way he's just like, I don't know. There's almost like no rhyme or rhythm to the stanza. Just like saying nonsense. Dude, I think it was maybe the first song. Just like the way that the rhymes are organized. Yeah. About how like certain lines will be repeated, but not in the same order. Like, so there's not really a chorus. It's just... Or the way he, like, emphasizes the line. Like, yeah. Like, a little differently. That, like, wrong way for the feng shui. Yeah. Let's turn the sofa to blockade. <laughs> he, like, goes up sometimes. I love that song. And it's such... It, like, starts so... Not abruptly. But no, like yeah, that was quiet, the first mellow thing that sound, But it just, like, me. just starts out of nowhere. You're just like, what the hell? This is the first song on the album? Yeah, it ruled. on here? Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, there's some really, really good tracks on that album, mm -hmm. and and a, uh, totally equally good tracks on that other album as well. Um, if not more, there's just more songs. So I feel like there's maybe one or two extra standout tracks. Yeah, 
Um, but even that, yeah, that, that song, like, make a pyramid and aim it at you or something. Yeah. Uh, like, his lyrics are just hilarious, but in a way that's, you know, he's not, like, full-blown Weird Al, but he's just, like, he definitely gets some good good giggles in there. Or not even a giggle. It just, like, makes you smirk and go, oh, Mike. Yeah, no, I was dog. grinning through so much of that album. Like, yeah. Just the, uh, put my ashes in your coffee grounds. Yeah. <laughs> You probably yeah. drink people, dead people's ashes all the time without knowing it. <laughs> Do it on purpose. He's like, you say you fuck with me? Come on, drink me. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt me. I'm dead. <laughs> the, that's the kind of stuff that I, I always wonder. I'm like, how do you decide to like actually put that on the album? Like, I can't imagine me. I just can't imagine actually doing that and then like getting a take where I'm like, yeah. oh, that wasn't good enough. Let me do that again. Oh, and then like, I don't know. I just can't imagine I love it, but I can't imagine me doing it. You know, I'd be too self-conscious about it or something. I think that there's, man, uh, there was a uh, drum beat that Sam was doing in uh, uh, like one of the sandwiches songs that we were like writing a new one. And Mm -hmm. he just put out and he's like, guys, I really want to do this like Metallica beat and just played like the cheesiest straightforward beat. And we're like, you know what? If you do it every song, then it's a problem. But if you do it once, um, yeah, I don't hate that. When you bust it out of nowhere and it just like, cause like all of a sudden it can sound cool and like everyone's just so in sync and there's like not too much going on. It can be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, man, Mikey is also, we're, so we're practicing for the show we're playing with Sarah that's coming yeah. up and he busted out like, was finally getting comfortable enough that he was really going into, you know, fills and stuff. And yes. it was the first time he had ever done that in a practice with Sarah. And so we would finish the song and she would just go, Ooh, <laughs> he's seriously a beast. man. Oh, I seriously get so much joy for that. Uh, one time, like my buddy Josh, when I first moved back home, like put on that video of us doing, uh, I think it was the Bunday video. I'm not sure if it was a different song, but it was one of the DZ videos. And he just kept going, we need to we need to fly this drummer out right now. He's like, we need him to play. Oh my he was God. just getting so pumped. It's this. So. Or any time that like Glenn's body gets rigid when he goes off. So there would be like his yeah. body just looks unnatural when he's playing the most like incredible riff or whatever part. And I yeah. always love I just love how. Yeah, you fall over. I like lose my balance. Mikey uh, will just start going ham. All of yeah. our own physical tells of when we're really getting into a song, and it's always a joy to see. Yeah, yeah. I I just love feeding off of other people's energy. That's yeah. That's the thing I miss it. the most. Like when I was watching those DZ videos the other day before we hopped on, like I was like, oh man, I was like, I was feeding off those hard. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Like even at the end, of, like at the end of that bun day when we're just rocking out, it's just like, oh man, we are just going so hard right here, barely hanging on, maybe hitting a correct note. But if we are, it's by the grace of God and nothing else. Yeah, and I love you. Just, I love like the little like trail off on those videos too, because you could hear us just like laughing and just like, whoo, that was rough. <laughs> Let's go. Let's play. It. What's next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, too funny. Too funny.
this one song in that band I was in with my cousin, Aquatic Zoom. Um, Whoa, that's a good... <laughs> we literally put it in a band generator like thing we just kept generating names we were like aquatic zoom it was between that and log jam <laughs> log jam's not up, bad i know we kind of were we kind of were stuck on both those but yeah we ended up going with aquatic zoom and uh shoot what was i just gonna say about that now 